30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the captain of content, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, Tyler Mack, and joined by the co-host, the doctor of nerdonomics. He's freshly squeezed. The juice is loose, people. Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Let's talk about Star Wars, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about Utini. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, 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 yes. As you were listening to this, Ahsoka is over. Um, we, oh. I know. Uh, as, as quick as it came, it is now over. Um, we are in this weird limbo with uh, Star Wars. No, for a little bit. no Star Wars. Yeah. There's no Star of- Wars. What are we going to do? Uh, we'll watch Loki, which an old Marvel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which comes out literally uh, as we're recording this tomorrow. Is that so? That's so, so soon, so soon. Wow, back into the back into the multiverse. We die. Yeah, back <laughs> we go. Um, yeah. word has it that everything that happened with majors didn't affect it. So. No, that's good. I guess they're they're moving as, you know, until there's some guilty verdict. We're just going to keep on trucking. I mean, are people even still really even talking about it? No, I haven't. I haven't. So we shall see. So, Juice, how's your day been? Great. Fantastic. If it was, uh, if it was any better, I would be worried that something terrible was about to happen because it was we just another shoe <laughs> uh, it, it's homecoming week this week so we've been dressing i up. saw your rumors album cover wasn't that brilliant. pretty great yes thank you thank you Absolutely it was uh brilliant. album cover day which at first i was like oh what am i gonna do i just wear a metallica shirt or something and then um did a little thinking and I've got a good friend in my department who'd be like willing to do any crazy idea I come up with. So I said, hey, let's be uh, Fleetwood Mac. And I, t- I took my daughter's little pink Minnie Mouse stool that she uses to brush her teeth in the bathroom so I could do the little foot on the stool pose that he does. So if you're listening, Google the rumors, Fleetwood Mac yeah, rumors album. Uh, album cover. And we tried to recreate that. We did a pretty good job. Mm. Today was Country Western Day, so I mm-hmm. wore boots and jeans and a button-up flannel shirt and a big old white cowboy hat. 
felt right at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, like your everyday garb that you naturally wear. I mean, really, it just looked like a normal day for me. <laughs> uh, tomorrow is Barbenheimer Day, so I'll be mm. doing uh, some pink shorts and some white kicks and a Barbie uh, T-shirt, nice. some pink sunglasses and a little uh, like a I'm going to get like a white jacket or a white hoodie, and, like drape it over my shoulders and look like a. Everybody's going to be saying, hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Yeah. Throughout the halls. Yeah. Should probably play the song on my phone play it in my pocket which with well we uh, we yeah use, we've got a speaker that we in the morning a lot of times we'll just have like jams in the morning just to like get the day started right yeah now. but the speaker that we use has got a short in it so it doesn't really work so good so we've kind of been slacking on the music this year but tomorrow we're gonna have to figure it out so we can play barbie girl i tell you i i, I did enjoy the times when we were at the same school of us randomly showing up for morning announcements. I believe the kids enjoyed that too. Mm-hmm. Because they did the video announcements and we'd do little fun things. I'd love to, to do that at our school. But I mean, as we were saying before we started recording, who, who has, has the, the time? time? Uh, speaking of time, I have had the time of my life. Of your life? The last, uh, I don't know, ever since I officially started it, got the green light and started it, probably been about a month and a half, two months, been building at work for Legend Studios, uh, the website. Yes. And I'm excited to say that today, October 4th, a Wednesday, a pink day. Yeah, the, the website is live. Legendstudios.net is Yay. live. You can go to legendstudios.net and it will give you all the information you need to know about uh, Tennessee Legend Distillery, which is one of our fantastic sponsors, about the uh, the podcasts that will be encompassed within Legend Studios, us, Between Two Barrels podcast and the Cocky Top podcast, uh, along with a shop that is exclusive to Legend Studio stuff. Uh, so not just Tennessee Legend Distillery. Uh, some some things that we support uh, as Tennessee Legend Distillery, like Guns to Hammers, 30 and Nerdy is the five, supports the 501st, uh, and some friends of ours uh, for when you're in the Sevier County area. So, yeah, please go check that out, legendstudios.net. Uh, if you scroll to the bottom, you can subscribe to our newsletter, and with that will come a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, coupons sometimes. Um, coupons? Uh, coupons. For Tennessee Legend Distillery, uh, online store exclusive stuff, you know, so sign up for that newsletter and uh, you'll be included in some uh, pretty exclusive stuff. And the next tier of exclusivity would be the Legend Studios Patreon page, which will not just come with 30 and Nerdy stuff. It'll come with Between Two Barrels and Cocky Top and Tennessee Legend Distillery and possibly free swag and uh, meet even more in-depth coupons and gift certificates so go to patreon.com slash legend studios or legendstudios.net and uh get that checked out uh i had you know i actually say, enjoyed it you know what they say about swag stuff we all get but only if you are yes <laughs> um, you know American. and i have it on good authority juice tell me 
that Taylor Swift was seen oh. with a 30 and nerdy podcast shirt. What? After a football game. I have it on good authority. So, and since Taylor Swift's doing it. Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Swifties out there. I have it on good authority. that Taylor Swift, along with other football players, were sporting 30 and nerdy podcast stuff. And I may have the picture to prove it. So we'll see. Speaking of Taylor Swift, uh, rumor has it. Have you heard the rumor? Have you heard that uh, she's uh, up for Dazzler? Yes, I'd like it. Listen, I'm I have never been a Taylor Swift fan. I'll be real honest with you. She's gotten on my nerves a lot. And a lot of her fans who have been students of mine over the years have gotten on my nerves about Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. But she is the perfect person to play Dazzler. And I hope more than anything, no, not more than anything, but I really do hope that that this is true. And I think it's oh, almost yeah. got to be true because she's hanging out with all the Deadpool people. So, I mean, just so happens that oh. her, she was at the same game with Hugh and Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If she were to show up as Dazzler, I think it'd be pretty cool. It would be great. It'd be per- per- pretty, pretty cool. I wouldn't be mad at it. Other than the Legend Studio stuff, work has been uh, for the bartenders down uh, below the studio. Uh, the little bit that I get to go down there these days, um, uh, not as not as busy as some of them would like. Um, but we are getting in that that time where uh, the entire area is about to be a nightmare. I, I in one voice, I kind of want to say like. Just wait. Just wait. Because this last quarter happens in what I like to call two halves. There's the leaf lookers of October and November. And then there's the Christmas crazies that start on Black Friday (laughs) and stay till January 9th. Yeah, the Christmas crazies. And those are the two groups of people we get from October to the end of the year is the leaf lookers and the Christmas crazies. Do they had traffic backed up on Winfield Dunn today, putting up the lights. Oh, the lights are coming up already. Yes. The Winterfest lights are already coming up. And it's not even Halloween yet. What are you people thinking? Fall stuff's already on, on the, the clearance rack and Christmas stuff is going up. We at just started local fall. Lowe's and stuff and home depots and it's stuff. It's been down. fall for two weeks. That's all you get these days, man. Lord have mercy. Other than that, though, if you are listening uh, to this and you're in the area or you're coming up to the area for the the holiday season, do not forget to stop at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Uh, We do have uh, a fun thing happening this month at Tennessee Legend Distillery, just to talk a little bit about it. One I can name drop. One I cannot name drop. Okay. The one I can name drop is all you basic white girls out there are absolutely <laughs> going to love it and because I've gotten to taste test it and the basic white girl within me loves it. Okay. That's right. On Friday the 13th, next Friday, we are dropping our pumpkin spice cream liqueur. Wow. It's delish. How about that? 
Absolutely. This is our first time diving in the pumpkin spice game because Justin, being the picky mad scientist that he is, that's our head distiller, uh, for years has been playing with it and just not liked it. He's just not been comfortable putting it in people's hands until now. He's finally feels comfortable with the taste that he has achieved. And if you listen to Between Two Barrels, the official podcast of uh, Tennessee Legend Distillery, mm-hmm. uh, Justin's been on the show before, and he's talked yes. about the process of getting those flavors exactly right. And it's really interesting. And mm-hmm. he, you could tell that he puts a lot of care into what he's doing, into mm-hmm. his craft. He takes it very seriously. And like you said, you know, he's had this sort of going for a long time, but it's mm-hmm. not been right. And rather than just put it out there and say, yeah, it's close enough. He wanted it to be exactly right. So that I really respect. Yes. I respect that. For instance, our peanut butter cup whiskey went through over 40 iterations before he felt comfortable taking it to the next step. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I would eventually be like, you know what? It's good enough. (laughs) Thank God. Justin doesn't though. Um, The other thing that is dropping on Halloween. Oh, Hallow's Eve. On Halloween Day, we are dropping our newest licensed product with Anthium Spirits. And it is a, a dark, broody mm. spirit that pays homage to a 90s cult classic movie. Okay, okay. That's all I'm allowed to say. The NDA is signed. I might tell Juice off air. I don't know. You never know. Well, I feel like I am, you know, part of the family as uh, one of the hosts of as the one show of the hosts here. of the New Legends and Studio show. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe I'll get the inside scoop and I that'd think, be pretty I, cool. I think so. I, think I promise so. I won't. I won't tell anybody. Yeah. Who are you going to tell your students? <laughs> <laughs> no, but really. Uh, so yeah, we're very excited. Uh, be they can't even drink. That. I know exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you could tell your wife, like, like that's the only person who might be excited about it. <laughs> be on the lookout. Uh, you can follow Legend Studios on social media or go to legendstudios.net. You can go to Tennessee Legend Distillery. Uh, dot com. Uh, find all the social media. Stay up to date with uh, everything going on at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Still kind of coming down off the uh, the the COVID stuff, you know. You sound uh, a am, lot better. I am back at work uh, with a negative test, which is great. But there's those after effects, you know, that crap that still sticks around uh, the fog at some time. Times, uh, uh, and, and I don't know if it's COVID or just you. Or just that I'm out of shape, that I get short breath just walking to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, no, is that that's just me, or is that COVID? I remember that the one time that I know of that I had COVID, um, even when I felt like better and I was tested mm-hmm. negative for several days, just like being really low energy mm-hmm. still. So, mm-hmm. so it's taking a lot to to get everything done, uh, but I am coming out of it. Um, we uh have a bye this weekend as Tennessee fans. So yeah, uh, no football to to pre-discuss a, l- a little bit, but uh, we are not too bad off. We only got one loss, so not too bad. But oh. Matilda is. We got all day rehearsal Saturday and Sunday, so I'll be there. <laughs> uh, but it's going really well. Uh, we are a little ahead of schedule. Um, sadly though, uh, we had a little bit of an issue. 
we uh whoever does the the calendar scheduling for jeff county high school oh forgot to realize the fact that two fridays uh one friday uh our opening night friday what was supposed to be our opening night friday uh was senior night at football it'd be pretty busy there that that uh, yeah. that night yeah and then the next friday is a home playoff game at jeff county high school <laughs> so what we are having to do is we will have no Friday show. Obviously, you're not going to compete in this town with with home football. No, so we're not even going to try. Um, so we're going to in st- Thursday night instead of it being a final dress preview. That's opening night. The next Thursday. So instead of two Fridays, we'll have two Thursdays, and then we're going to add a Saturday matinee the second weekend. Right, just to kind of even out that loss of Friday revenue, because because you you of all people would also know like those Friday shows losing out on those, it's tough, especially yeah. having to add in a weeknight. Yeah, makes it tough. So fortunately, I, we worked it all out. So everything. I have been doing Thursday openings for all of my shows actually, and I found that it actually works pretty well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've stopped doing Sundays. I would love to stop doing Sundays. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do two Saturdays no. and no Sundays. I might bring them back, you know, as we get a little bit bigger. But right now, I'm still um, like because you have to pay royalties yeah, per, yeah, performance. per performance. And so yeah. I'm still trying to like take things the uh, less expensive route. So. Yeah, how so uh how how are we how are we looking for possibly working together this next coming season? Huh? Is that is that a is that a thing that that you know we might work together and for encore? I mean, is there any possibility? You know, I know we've talked about, you know, maybe t- stepping your foot in the water. Is it a possibility? Is there anything? Any hints we can give? I I don't have a clue. Ah, so you haven't got a clue. Well, never know. Never say never, as Justin Bieber once said. Yes, well, I wouldn't want to spin a web of lies. Agreed. You really wouldn't want to spin a web. Um, that that would be that'd be a travesty. Uh, but before we get to our conversation at hand, let's step away, take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking about Ahsoka. When 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state. We are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, 
our 120 proof white corn hammer shine, or our number one seller, our salted caramel whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka, a smooth, 80-proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last, but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as The Rev of Rents on yours truly, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business. And that business is Shane's Rib Shack in Georgia, McDonough, Highway 81. And we've got some delicious food. We've got ribs. we got wings. We've got tendies. We've got boneless. We've got everything you want. You like burgers? we got that too. And I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, the 30 Nerdy Podcast, and go and find me in Georgia and eat some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise because the reverence never breaks a promise. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info and parlay points our companion block section of the show thanks for listening to the odph now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast what's up legends this is tyler just stopping in here to remind you about our t public store that's t-e-e-p-u-b-l-i-c tpublic.com search legends studios and you're going to be able to find all of the attire that we create ourselves that they do to your order and ship it straight to you. Now, there are always great deals going on. We run some deals individually, but you can find your Between Two Barrels podcast 
shirts, Cocky Top Podcast, 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and some other fun designs that we may do for Legends Studios. Do not forget to check out the Tee Public Store under Legends Studios. Now let's get back to the podcast. Cheers to you, Legends. Yo, I'm Townsend Coleman, Michelangelo. Barry Gordon, Donatello. Cam Clark. Leonardo, and, and you, you are, are listening, listening to, to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Total Power! Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. Juice Ahsoka is over. It is, sadly. Now we have no only, Star Wars. Only eight episodes. Wasn't enough, was it? It felt like it wasn't. Like, that's the one thing, the weird thing I will say is... Obi-Wan and Mando feel like enough when they're just as many episodes, but this one didn't feel like enough. I think the stakes were so much bigger in this one, maybe, Um, knowing about the whole Thrawn element and Thrawn becoming such a big threat Mm. and the fact that we just got Thrawn, we just got Ezra, and it's like, I want more of that. Mm. And now just as soon as I get it, they got to take it away from me and all their friggin' baloney. Yes. <laughs> I don't know whether I want to slap him or kiss him. Do you think there's also this feeling uh, that there just wasn't enough because there was a bit of a slow start? There was a slow start. And I think from, I'm not really like, very aware of like the online Mm. you know opinions and stuff like that but i what i have seen seems like the consensus is oh it was a slow start but it was a good payoff Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's pretty much how i feel about it the first two maybe even three i was like oh come on we gotta we gotta get the ball rolling here and then it really picked up quite a bit and i think um, and yes, I can admit it, the Anakin element, when that started getting introduced, that really launched them, you know, right in the way they needed to be going. Um, yeah. That whole Clone Wars oh. uh, <laughs> going down the memory lane, whatever it was for her, like that was epic. The battle with technically Vader in mm. the in between world or whatever between the worlds in between Um, worlds that was like some of my favorite stuff that we've gotten out of all of the disney star wars stuff oh yeah oh good yeah i would agree with that before we get too much into ahsoka do you play into the as much as, as it'd be absolutely fantastic going back and doing a live action clone Wars show or yes yes you're I like, wish they would. You're all in. Yes, yes. It may have, you know, how the internet is. You don't know what to believe and what's, you know. No, I don't believe anything. Whatever. Say but it. I saw something that said that Dave Filoni had said that he's got a whole trilogy pretty much lined up, written, ready to go. But it was during the strike. So that's when he was talking about it. Mm. Um, and it was Clone Wars like, and it would be with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> And uh, the girl uh, who plays the young Ahsoka, who did a great okay. job. Sorry, I forget her name. Um, um, she did fantastic. But, dude, think about, like, if they did that, 
they could bring General Grievous back in. They could do a lot with him because we only got him for that one movie and then, you know, some of the Clone Wars and stuff. But having him back in the live action world would be really cool. Yes. Maybe even if they had the de-aged Dooku. Like, we talked about this last night when we watched Mm -hmm. the finale together. Mm -hmm. I think it would be cool to see Dooku in it, but sort of like how we saw Luke. Like, just in passing here and there, do the the AI on the face or whatever, um, and maybe see him training Grievous. Yeah. That would be really cool. We've still got Palpatine, who seems like is more than willing to make appearances and, and do things. You know, you there's no reason why we couldn't get Obi-Wan again. He's no. Just, he just no. did a show. Yeah. So we could get him. Darth yeah. Maul. We could. And we know how we got that both of them are, are willing to work. We got that little snippet of him in, what was it, Solo. Mm-hmm. Bring him back. They could do something with his brother. You know, that with all the Night Sister stuff, now that that's like Dathomir really relevant, stuff, yeah. that's, that's in the mainstream now. Um, he's got a brother, Savage Press. Mm-hmm. Have him live action. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And I think... If they've sort of learned, yeah, the shows on Disney Plus are great, but the money is going to be the movies in the theater. Yeah. So yeah. I would pay money to see all that. I mean, I would too. I mean, I, I'm not asking, like, should we really do it? But, like, I do think that there's a a uh, uh, a, a time clock on it. Yeah. Like, I agree. N- now's the time. Yep. This can't be exactly. something we sit on for five, six years because yep. they're only going to get older. Now the, the excitement's there to do it now. So uh, now it's time to do it. I agree. Yes. So as for Ahsoka, so this takes place after the quote unquote fall of the Galactic Empire uh, after Mandalorian. Um, so we see what we see is we've seen, we've seen remnants leading up until now. It's in remnants of an empire that's trying to hang on. Mm-hmm. This is our introduction to Thrawn live action. Uh, and and there are a lot of people going into lot, watching this live action who didn't know about Thrawn. Mm-hmm. They did not watch Rebels. Rebels. So, uh, or they didn't read Legends canon. Um, so I, I think that they did really well with with throughout dialogue and through discussion and all that kind of getting us through. I mean, we, and the thing is, is we knew that this was going to be another season of rebels basically. Yeah. And it we was, knew. and that's okay. That worked out great. So, I mean, I heard, I had, I had one complaint at work one day from uh, a guest who was talking about it. It's like, who said those words, like it's just another seasons of rebels. And I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all knew that was what was going to happen. Like if yeah, we knew we it's were kind Dave of Filoni. It's, it's his, it's his thing. Yeah. So, and I was excited to have it. Um, as for getting the more Ahsoka, I, I, you know, she has just done a phenomenal job. I agree. Rosario has done a fantastic job, uh, not just bringing us the live action iteration of Ahsoka, but this older, somewhat wiser Ahsoka. Soka the White is what the she's white. becoming. Yeah. Yes. If you yeah. see the last, I think it's the very last shot of 
rebels. It's she's wearing the white. She's got the staff. So mm-hmm. and Dave Filoni is like flat out said that he's borrowing a lot of Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like he's compared Ahsoka to sort of like a Gandalf. So you could definitely tell it. It's it's written all over the just the storyline. She, she's becoming like more and more in tune to the light, and she is. So I can't really explain it very well because I haven't seen that arc, but like twice from um, it's in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka wind up on this weird planet where there's basically these living embodiments of the force. There's the father who sort of is the balance. There's the daughter who is the embodiment of the light. And then there's the son or the brother, mm-hmm. and he's the embodiment of the dark and, and evil. Mm-hmm. And more or less, the daughter dies. And then what happens soon after that? All the Jedi are you know, basically exterminated. Yes. So, um, so the daughter is, is missing. And then in the finale, one of the last things we saw, uh, what's his name? Balin? Mm-hmm. Um, he was standing because we were talking about how it looked just like the statues <laughs> from Fellowship of the Ring and Almond Hen. Yeah. Um, it was like, what in the Middle Earth is happening here? But he's standing on this big rock, and behind him, you can see the statue, which it appears to be the father, mm-hmm. and you can see the son, but mm-hmm. the daughter is missing because I mean, she died, right? So yeah. um, there's room for replacement. Ahsoka is becoming that replacement i think is the yes. idea here the the to bring balance back in the force and we saw that <clears throat> owl looking thing uh that was mm-hmm. just kind of sitting off in the distance that's associated with ahsoka all the time like yeah um, in the cartoons uh i guess it was rebels ahsoka was having a duel with vader in this weird pyramid type thing and she got trapped in there with him and then later on in the series, Ezra goes to the world between worlds and he sees that bird and that bird leads him to this little portal or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And he pulls Ahsoka through it and pulls her out of that. Mm-hmm. And wow. that bird. So when the daughter died, she basically like became that bird. Yeah. So or it was her pet or something like that. I don't know. Her familiar kind of yeah. sure kind of became her something familiar. like that this planet that they were on was uh very much like uh the planet that you, you one of the planets you have to go to in uh jedi fallen order mm-hmm. uh and, and it talked about this ancient civilization uh and it kind of made me think of uh zepho remember that planet Yep. A big citadel yep. type thing. And it talks about the ancient civilization that were force sensitive and, and like this old life, this old, it made me feel like, made me think of Zepho um, a little bit. Not that I, I don't think that they're making complete uh, connections between the games. The day that Cal Kestis shows up in the live action world, <laughs> you, you, you will, you will get all the money. Yep. All the money. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. If you canonize the games with what's going on, because they're supposed to be, right? They are. They yeah. definitely are. Um, do you remember the 
planet that you go to is like an imperial base underwater and you fight vader mm -hmm. there in the game mm -hmm. that's the same base that obi-wan snuck into in the obi-wan show ah yes it is that's it that's the inquisitor base inquisitor one of the base okay i think with with what we have now there's no telling what stories we'll see there's there's legitimately so many directions they can go and in all on honesty such a longevity now yeah that they've kind of backed themselves into is they're kind of like this thing's got some legs now like we've we've got some time between yeah. shows and movies yeah we've got tons of content now we can give yeah and it's like you know you were just saying like the demand for it is there i mean people have talked you see the meme going around about like uh ahmed best who played jar jar you know everybody hated him for so long because jar jar sucks let's be honest yeah. but then he got that little moment in i guess was it mandalorian season, season three, three where he, where was, he was the was jedi who, like he rescued grogu yeah he was great right so like he got his flowers because he's yeah. been a dedicated part of the universe for 20 some odd years or whatever mm -hmm. great well deserved hayden christensen there's a lot of people you know especially the older generation who don't like him very much i don't like him at all i thought he was one of the worst parts of the entire prequel series i've said mm -hmm. that a lot i've been very outspoken about that but at the end of the day he is Anakin. He's still Anakin. There's nothing I can do about that. And at the end of the day, it was really cool to see him have those moments and to get to see live action Ahsoka with live action Anakin. It was great after all these years. So I loved it, even though it was him, whatever. That people are going crazy for it. He got his flowers. And then there was someone else, too. There was a third person who's always like been kind of getting the bad end of the stick and they've sort of been redeemed by their return to the Star Wars universe. One thing about the, while we're thinking on that, the Anakin thing is it seems like he, he in the little bit that we've seen him, you know, in the flashback and Obi-Wan uh, uh, in the young, in the under the mask as, as Vader, um, in, in these moments that we got in Ahsoka, almost as if he watched Clone Wars slash took, he grew up. Talk about Hayden? Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to, to say that like it fixes everything, you know, like we've been pretty unapologetically like, yeah. about, about yeah. Hayden's Anakin, you know, I'm not going to all of a sudden be on the, the bandwagon or, or jump on his back, but yeah. But uh, uh, like I said, it's definitely a, a different feel. It's really, it's still really cool. Um, who is that? You were talking about a third person. Uh, it, I think it's uh, Daisy Ridley that people talk about because she's supposed to be coming back for something, yeah. and people are excited about her, or whatever. Yeah. And and I think that's great too. I, you know, I've given up any sort of defense for the sequels. Like I get it, and and they're not well, the greatest. A lot thing of ever. a lot of problem that the most people that had issues with Daisy Ridley with Ray were toxic masculine people. Yeah. They called her a Mary Sue. I, I, I 
I I I don't love Ray. I mean, she's not she learned. She, she learned wasn't for me. Yeah, she's not for. She wasn't yeah. made for Tyler McDaniel. Yeah, and I know that. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't like Poe, so I was like, eh. Um, but but again, like at the end of the day, the thing I respect, even if I I don't like the way someone portrays a character, I don't like someone's character, I don't like the dialogue. I absolutely a thousand percent respect and thank the fact that they're giving 110% to this, this franchise that I love. Yeah. So I'll never dislike that. Have you seen the clip of Hayden at star Wars celebration and he gets this just incredible. Yeah. Welcome. And he mm-hmm. gets sort of kind of emotional about it. Cause he knows. And I, yeah. And you know, I thought that was sweet. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was. It was absolutely awesome. Another person that we have to just talk about is uh, the the will she won't she Sabine Wren? Uh, mm. Are we are we going to the dark side with Sabine? Are we? How, what else can she mess up? Just because of her personal feelings for Ezra, um, I loved Natasha as Sabine Wren. She was perfect. She was fantastic. I think she was she was great. Mm. Um, I thought they really nailed bringing all of the rebels stuff to life. Um, I was a little eh, about Hera, just the look. Something was missing, I feel like. But Hera was was fine. I thought that Sabine was absolutely perfect. I thought Ezra was perfect. I, isn't that the guy that played Aladdin in the live action yes. Aladdin? He yeah. doesn't even look like the same guy. Mm-mm. And I know they gave him contacts or put some kind of effect on his eyes or whatever, but the attention to detail that they took with him, he's even got the little scars on his face from the attention to detail. He took the time to do, to watch the show and get the facial, the, you know, like the same, the same way that Rosario, you know, she does the, the arm crossing and the eye. she nailed that. If you go back and watch some of this stuff side by side, like Iman watched Ezra. And it's like, yeah, it's animated. It's it's, but he still was able to yeah. pick up on a facial that, look the way that, that he stuff did. is important to the fans. And they all did it. And the fact that they care about that stuff, you know, that's yeah. I think that's what any professional should do anyway. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, to to see that that these people care and they they understand the audience that they're serving, that means a lot. And oh, yeah. Dave Filoni too. I mean, he's going to do it right. Because at the end of the day, no one is a bigger Star Wars fan than Dave Filoni. You know, and I am a, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. And I know personally a lot of huge Star Wars fans who put my Star Wars knowledge as vast as it is to shame. Right. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni has got to be <laughs> the biggest Star Wars fan yeah. on the planet. And yeah. I think the fans <clears throat> would trust him with, you know, the entire universe. Yeah, like at this point, everyone's just pretty much like freaking give it to Dave. No one else touch it. Just give it to him. I did want more Zeb though. Uh, yeah, you know we we got the the cameo of him in, in Mandalorian season three. Yep. Um, we know he's out there. We know they've created him. We know that he has a voice to go with him, and they've got the CG stuff working out. I love the the Star Wars stardom. That this Captain Teva is slowly getting with all <laughs> of like us crossing a, over. It's like the Colson. 
He is. He's like the Coulson of of the Star Wars universe. Just fantastic. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I can't speak enough about Natasha as as Sabine Wren. I love her performance. Uh, and and even though he's just voicing it, let's just talk about David Tennant as Hu Yang. My boy Hu Yang, man. Um, I, I will watch anything David Tennant does. Yeah. Voice or Same. live. I, I, I don't care. I watch anything the man does, but Hu Yang, the the constant like back and forth with him and Sabine at the end of this episode when Ezra's rebuilding his lightsaber and he when Hu Yang realizes that Kanan was his oh my god was his master and he calls yeah. him young Caleb ah yes young yeah. Caleb was a, oh that was so cool the emitter when he gave him oh. Yeah. That 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 had an effect on me. I felt that. Yeah. You know, that's he my said, favorite I thought thing. I would need one. I thought I should keep one. That when, just in case. When they make me feel something, there's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. There is that. I mean, if you could bottle that as a Star Wars fan or a wrestling fan and drink or it. A, a comic book fan of whatever that that thing is that you love, and then there's something new of that thing coming out or sports fan or whatever. And there's that moment, like when your Mm -hmm. team wins or when you get that thing you've been wanting to see, there is nothing like that. And I felt that when he put that little emitter on that lightsaber, I'm nerding out about the lightsaber, but I I love that. No, that's, 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 that's why we do this though. Uh, Those are the moments that we yearn for. Yeah. Um, That's the the, thing that I didn't know that I, that I wanted or that I needed. Like, and just the way he was like, you know, I gave him one, I kept one. I just thought I might need to keep it. And I love that Hu Ying was like the wisdom. He was the that character I always loved, who yeah. is the, the teacher. If Hu Yang's around, we're fine. I mean, more or less, I guess that's, I didn't really think of him that way, but it's true. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's the one who came flying in with the ship. Mm-hmm. I thought that ship was completely trashed. Yeah. Because there was a line where he's like, "What am I? What am I supposed to do with this now?" And she said, "Ah, Hu Yang, you've been keeping this thing afloat longer than I've been alive. I trust you." And he's he like, did. "Well," <laughs> but he had so many great little just pieces of wisdom that he threw. Mm-hmm. Like he said something about well, Ezra's like, "How old are you?" And he says, "I'm old enough to know that the relationship between a master and an apprentice is as difficult as it is important." Or yeah necessary something like that and i yeah. was like yeah okay i love that that was great uh we talked a little bit about mary elizabeth winstead as hera uh i, I there is something missing it's it's yeah, not in her is she more docile than the animated character does she seem more docile i don't know maybe it's because it's like this is almost 10 years later i think mm-hmm. And this is Hera as a mom and Hera without Kanan. Yeah. So maybe that's I don't know. She's it's different. And I love, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She wasn't, she wasn't bad. Yeah. She just, I don't know. I, I didn't feel the same connection to her mm-hmm. as I felt with Ezra right away or Sabine mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, new, the, two, the two new additions uh, for this show. Uh, we have uh, Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, yeah. playing Balin Skull and his so Padawan, uh, Ivana Sokno as Shin Hati. Billie Eilish. 
uh, I liked the addition of these two. Um, yeah. They're not orange Sith. They're not lightsabers. Jedi. Canonized orange. Finally. Yes. Yeah. Because when I was a kid and we were playing in the backyard, I always said mine was orange. Yep. I didn't um, know it was because I was balancing dark side and light side. Then it was because go Vols. That's that's why. Well, apparently that's that's what purple is too. So I know. So I wonder what maybe, the difference is here. Maybe this is a little more dark. Must be where purple is a little more light. Maybe. Must be. But I I love the addition of these two characters. Um, the complexity that Ray Stevenson brings to his performances, even if he's just standing there and looking at it, the ocean. Uh, I didn't realize that I wanted Ray Stevenson in Star Wars more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really great. And he sort of really commanded the attention in any scene that he was in. Because every time I was like, he's doing this thing and he's he's fighting Ahsoka and all that. But oh, and that he didn't want to kill her. That duel with him and Ahsoka where they changed their form like, mm-hmm. I don't know, four or five times, they just kept switching the form. That was awesome. Because they couldn't like, beat each other. They couldn't one-up each other. Some of the best battles and fighting sequences mm-hmm. from Star Wars in the last couple of years yeah. or longer. Um, and like I know everybody's so crazy about Andor. Andor was cool or whatever, but we didn't get this type of thing from Andor, and no. I guess that's that's not yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's not what um, it's supposed to be. But oh my god, these are great zombie stormtroopers, amazing! And the fact that they even sounded kind of like zombies when uh, they got back up that second uh, time, and their eyes were glowing, and when some of their helmets got blown apart, you could see the little corpse in there. Yeah. Man, amazing! I didn't know we needed it. Um, but apparently we needed it. <laughs> that's that's not a new thing. Like that's that's been no, it's some not, of the, uh, but, the legend stuff before. So yeah. they're borrowing a lot from that. But like they that's just Dave Filoni knowing like what's gonna hit with the fans. Oh yeah, another example. Well, even even the small moment in Episode Seven where three PO came back. Yeah, and kind of saved her butt and said like, "Oh no, this is from General Leia Organa, yep. Senator Leia Organa." I almost she forgot did clear about that. It. I, I was like, for that because when he walked out, I went, <gasps> all I heard at first, you hear that rude. I was like, oh, no, it's 3PO. I'm going to get emotional because he's yeah. been in every yep. He's been in everything now. Yeah. The only the only character. Because this one didn't have R2. Yeah. Now 3PO is consistently the only character to have been in everything. Um. Which is awesome. So great moment. But back to to Ray. Uh, I absolutely hate that we lost him. Uh, it's a fantastic performance. His yeah. character's still alive, so they will. They've got to recast it, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, story choice they have because because this this what's he le- what's he's looking for a better life, a balance, you know, blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, what are you up to? He was lighting the beacons of Minas Tirith. Yeah, it's what it made me think of was staring off at some sort of beacon that mm-hmm. the father statue was yeah, pointing to. to. There's this Star Wars channel that I'll watch every now and then. This guy does a really great job. It's called the Stupendous Wave. Mm. He theorizes that this is going to lead to some sort of like 
Ragnarok type deal. There's this like evil dark lady Jedi who is like the embodiment of death. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what an Abba. I don't typically lean a lot towards stupendous wave or marvelous wave that channel because they are wrong just as much well if not yeah. more than they are it's, right it's all just theory. yeah it's all, all just, theory. just theory but um they they know all their legends yeah, yeah. uh abeloth it's called okay um abeloth beloved queen of the stars bringer of chaos was an extremely powerful force entity her dark side powers and immortality derive from her being corrupted by drinking from the font of power and bathing in the pool of knowledge. She first lived as a mortal woman who served the ones. Ah, so she's connected to the father and the daughter and the son and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, well, I think okay. she's like she's like the mother, I, I guess, here. Okay. But anyway, well, I mean- she basically is like death. She's she's ragnarok more or less and it seems like balan is according to stupendous way that um she and she can appear as like a beacon of light oh okay so he thinks that that's what he's looking for Mm -hmm. or something like that something like that's what he's going to unleash because he thinks it brings balance but just keeping in mind like this also comes from the legend stuff. This is yeah. not from any sort of canon materials, but they're borrowing a lot from that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it could be possible. Yeah. I think with his apprentice, Shin, I think we're heading towards a redemption arc for the, yes. for her. Uh, yes. it's, it's even little things like her not wanting to work with witches. She's like, uh, more witches. Like even there, she's like, ah, these are, evil people like evil not us evil uh but you said you'd hope uphold your promise you know and then he like leaves her like oh this is on you shin like this is your last task i've got to go yeah the whole thing and you can kind of see like she's she's alone now and she's trying to find solace in these mercenaries at the end uh so i would imagine just kind of not saying that you know there's this box of gimmicks or this blueprint but if you follow some of that stuff uh, Shin's got a redemption arc. Yeah, her I think I think so. And Definitely. of course, we saw the farewell of Morgan Elsbeth, who we met first in season two of Mandalorian. Uh, uh great fight, fantastic fight scene. Um, I guess she was made an official night sister in this episode. Uh, in that last episode. I... And like very confident that she was already a night sister. I just I I think that they imbued her with some sort of like like an other world, like a so yeah. like is there night sisters and then there's like a hierarchy of night she's sisters? She's like a she's or hang on. Because because she kind of because what they did is if you remember uh uh Marin's character and uh Jedi, uh the games, she's a night sister of Dathomir. She's got the powers and everything too. But these night sisters, these older night sisters that were awoken by Thrawn, um were older and more 
powerful and like uh, from the old world and where Morgan, I don't know. Like I, I kind of have to agree last night when we were watching it, the most confusing moment was you were like, I, I thought she was already a night sister. What, what's she getting now? Yeah. Because I mean, Merrick was one of the guys he, yeah, mm-hmm. he was like a, an inquisitor or something he was wearing the inquisitor armor and he mm-hmm. had the inquisitor lightsaber and so what i was understanding was that he was brought back to life by her magic because when he was killed he had that green mist more or less come out of him that was like mm-hmm. the magic i don't know i don't know what it was i i with you thought she was already a night sister well, Wikipedia says force sensitive human female night sister. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, Maybe she just got imbued with the clear. dark magics on ancient magic or something. Uh, but yes, she fell to Ahsoka in their final duel in the Great finale episode. Fight. Great fight. Awesome fight. Uh, Loved it. Destroyed one of her lightsabers. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. And there's uh, no kyber crystals out there. I mean, the Night mm-hmm. Sisters don't use anything like that. And they're mm-hmm. force sensitive people. There's no way to build a lot. And that's why Ezra didn't have one until he could use Hu Yang's little shop mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So she she's left with just the one. Yeah. Um, I don't ahead. like I don't like that her and Sabine are stuck there. But I guess that's the point, right? Yeah. I we just gotta think get the, more more out of this. The difference is like at the end of Infinity War, spoiler alert, when Thanos did the snap and everybody disappeared and Spider-Man died, I was okay with it because I knew they'd come back in the next movie somehow, some way. We looked last night, there's not really anything officially on the timeline that's connecting with this story. No, because acolyte is like way back in like first era or yeah whatever. that's that's old stuff and then they're doing skeleton crew yeah which takes place during mandalorian not so i mean that's close yeah but i don't know how that's gonna connect to this story yeah and i don't think that that's the day filoni thing Mm-mm. i don't think so um so rest in peace morgan uh we discussed a little bit about this already, but uh, Iman uh, Esfandi as Ezra Bridger finally got Ezra in the live action world. We knew we were going to eventually get to him. Uh, very exciting. He he just did fantastic. Knocked it out of the park with performance yeah. of as Ezra. Uh, the facial features, the the cadence that he would do, the way he would pick on Sabine. Some. Uh, and with Ahsoka, it's just it was really cool to see in the live action world the three of them back together. Um, I think it felt like they played with each other as if they had been doing this for years. Yeah, the little uh, team up moves that they would mm-hmm. do for sure. They played it really well that they were the three from the show. Yes, like oh yeah, we've done this before. I've done this a hundred times. Um, I'm like excited riding a bike. I'm excited to see more of Ezra moving forward. 
He's been reunited with his his friend Hera. Um, he'll finally get to meet Jason. I think Hera. he's gonna train Jason. Yeah, Hera and Kanan's son. Um, which is really cool. Uh, so we'll hope. And you know what that. could also happen? Like at some point, depending on how far they go with this, we could see um Jason and like a young Ben Solo training together yeah future kylo ren i mean yeah we eventually would have to get to the timeline where young ben would have to come into it it's got to be happening soon yeah um but before we get to that whole thing one last performance i want to talk about character crew member uh is lars mickelson returning to not just voice but play Grand Admiral Thrawn. From the moment that Ahsoka said, where's your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? What, a year ago now? Two years ago That now? was like season two of Mando. Yeah. He's been mentioned. He is like really becoming the Thanos of the Star yes. Wars universe because they dropped the name here and there. And now we're leading up to him and he's now on his way. So. The fun thing that that he's getting to do that a lot of the other performers aren't getting to do is he's getting to bring to life this person he's already played yes because he was the voice for all the seasons of the rebels so i would imagine that he already had a a feel a he probably because like and i always hearken back to this whenever someone asks about like voice acting and all that look for youtube videos of mark hamill voicing joker in a box like they're not just sitting on a stool, you know, doing lines. Like they mm -hmm. are acting, especially people like Mark Mark Hamill. Um, yeah. I would imagine Lars found himself early on going, "I need to dress a certain way when I do this. I'm going to stand a certain way." He found Thrawn in the live action world years before we had Thrawn in a live action world. Sure, sure. I and agree. I know that we we had tons of of these these dreamcasts going around like Jason Isaacs and mm -hmm. and uh, I think someone uh, was was really wanting uh, oh what's his name uh, Henry Cavill would be a good Thrawn uh, oh geez um, and there were many people many names going around that people were dreamcasting and I remember thinking just like. Why not Lars? Why is it? Why is his name not being announced online? Like my Dreamcast for Thrawn. Like why does it have to be someone different? I mean, I get that we didn't see Lars a lot, and like he, you know, doesn't have the chiseled jaw that the animated Thrawn had. But this he's also still he's still Thrawn. Yeah, this is also ten years later. I mean, yeah. he's aged. So he has aged, and Lars I, plays it well. Am able to accept that. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. look the same. And I think it's if you are familiar with the cartoon, you probably did notice that. Like, oh, he doesn't mm -hmm. really quite look right. Something, and I, he's really tall. I did not realize that Thrawn was supposed to be that tall. Um, but it's it's an older Thrawn. It's been several years, and he's been stuck on a death planet you know, mm -hmm. this whole time. So. I think I can put that can aside suspend the suspend disbelief my a little disbelief bit. enough for uh, a really great performance. 
But God, the way he carried himself, I was like, yeah, I mean, he's still got it. He's- and he's got that voice that you just sort of hang on to every word that he's saying because it, it's like what they talk about with Jake the Snake Roberts, right? So, like, if mm-hmm. you're a wrestling fan and, and you know Jake the Snake, if you go back and watch some of his promos in the like late 80s and the early 90s, he would talk really quiet. But he was saying these really menacing, mm-hmm. dark things, but he would lower his voice like this because – you wanted to get this kind of sense of calmness and you wanted to lean in and get close. That way he could strike like a snake. Yeah. Right. And so Thrawn's kind of got that going. He doesn't have to raise his voice. He doesn't have to do much with his voice and you hang on and you listen. Well, like even like at the end when he was upset, you know, Morgan, Morgan's been killed. He's gotten the news that, that his, his right hand's been killed by Ahsoka and, he says, open a channel. And even then, he just, so Katana, I'm very upset. It's sad that we never got to meet face to face. You know, today you have fought really hard. You know, and he's not like, <laughs> like most yeah. well, villains, he, but he's also not raging and yelling. He's like, been outsmarted by a Jedi before, Ezra. Her, yeah. And he, the whole thing he did with like, oh, this is the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Well, he knew Anakin, yeah. and he also knew Vader. Yeah, and he knew he Anakin was, able, was Vader. He made the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how he was like, okay, here's what we can expect from Ahsoka, and so we're going to stay ahead of her. And he won. I mean, he's he is like someone you would never want to play chess with because he's no. going to be six, seven, yeah. 12 moves ahead of you no matter what, and that's who Thrawn is. He's kind of like an evil Sherlock Holmes. Mm. That's so, really good. Yeah. Yeah. His, his demeanor and voice and the way you were just talking about the calm thing. Have you seen the movie Phone Booth with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Colin Farrell? Uh, not like watched it, but I know a lot you know, of I like know enough the about the way it. he talks on the phone. Keith Sutherland. Yeah. And it's very calm. It's, it's very much the same cadence as Thrawn. Yeah, very much that calm and you're like he's the bad guy on the phone but god he could also read me a story and i'd go straight to sleep yeah i just trust him <laughs> i trust this bad guy to rock me to sleep and tell me a story um that the but but i can't say enough uh, i love thrawn i can't wait to see where we go with this because yes kind of like at the end of infinity war we lost you know, yes, Ezra got home. He did get reunited with Hera, but we lost. Thrawn got away. They jumped to hyperspace, and he is now in the main galaxy. He's back. And at he's at Dathomir, of all places. He's got the three Macbeth witches with him. Yes. Who even they didn't want to stay on that planet. Yes. Right. And so now he can bring his armies back to life. Mm-hmm. And God knows what else. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. And now we got Balin about to unleash whatever on the other end of the galaxy here. Whatever it may be that he's going towards, we know it can't be good. Mm. So there's a lot of bad stuff coming. Let's talk to that. Dave Filoni walks up to you (laughs) and says, hey, guy, hey, guy, hey, guy. Uh, Dave Filoni. <laughs> um, 
old buddy, old pal. <laughs> what do you think? First off, uh, let me take my hat off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you got any ideas, Josh Davis? What what do, what do you what would you like to see? Big ideas? No, I have no big ideas, and I wouldn't dare try to offer Dave Filoni advice. Well, I wouldn't either. Um, but I'm just saying. But I would not... have some. I would have some requests. Okay. What are your? I when we get to the movie or whatever it is that's coming along, movies. I do want to see a younger Thrawn. I want to see a little backstory and maybe like his interactions with the emperor, like him receiving his rank of grand admiral, that kind of thing. I would really like to see that. Um, I would like to see, well, we've talked about this like recently. I'd like to see some more little cameos from, from some of the OG heroes, like that moment where we got uh, C-3PO, just that little moment that was powerful that had a big impact i don't need chewbacca as like a featured player and whatever's going on but i'd love to see him just Agreed. because this is the rebel alliance or the new republic or whatever rog mm-hmm. heroes are a big part of that i would like to, to have their presence just you know little hints of it here and there um if we're not doing a Clone Wars series of movies or a, a show, any kind of flashback thing like that is gold. And obviously you don't want to do it too much because then it's not as special. Hmm. But just a little bit really goes a long way. Like in that flashback sequence, we got to see Rex for two seconds. And it, was, it was, was everything. It was everything, right? And Tamara uh, Morrison, however you say his name, yeah, who voiced him, he's willing to to do these things as well. I mean, anybody's willing to do this stuff for the Disney money, I'm sure. But but so, like- but there's something agreed. Before you say that again, some of them are are willing to do it for less than Disney money. Yeah, because they love it and they love mm-hmm. the fans. And the fans think about the life that has been provided for these people just from doing a silly little science fiction movie. I mean, obviously it's more than that, but for 20 something years, this guy went in, did the Django Fett thing, all the clones thing for this past 20 years. Think of the money that he's made going and doing signings at conventions and just meeting all these people all these years, the life that this has afforded him, why would you not want to go back into that and give back a little bit, you know, at the very least? So they got all these people willing to come in and make these appearances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And do it. That's my request. Um, what else do I want? Dave Filoni. I'll ask you one. <clears throat> okay. Uh, hey, man. Hey, guy. Hey, Josh. Uh, so that's a great request. Dave uh, Filoni. Yes. Um, oh, and I want some of the video game characters. I want to see. Have to say. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's pull so, uh, a little more uh, from the legend stuff is working, taking it, utilizing it, making it your own. Right. And even with the sequels, I've, I would say that Kylo Ren was basically 
their their version of Jason Solo, who was Han and Leia. They had two sons and a daughter, and the son went really bad, like real, real bad. Um, like worse than Vader. Yes. So that was sort of what Kylo was supposed to be. Um, there's a character who I'm telling you what people would go crazy. People our age and older, Mara Jade. She was from the Timothy Zahn trilogy of books, the Heir to the Empire books. She was like the Emperor's assassin. Um, mm-hmm. She was the hand of the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And for years and years and years after the, the war, she hated Luke Skywalker because Luke Skywalker was involved in killing the Emperor. So mm-hmm. She hated Luke Skywalker. Well, anyway, long story short, years and years later, she sort of turns to the light. She becomes an ally to the New Republic. She and Luke fall in love and they get married and they have a son, Ben Skywalker. Um, she was also in some video games. So mm-hmm. I would like to see Mara Jade. I would like to see Kyle Katarn from the Jedi Knight and the Dark Forces games. Mm-hmm. And maybe even like Dash Rendar from the Shadows of the Empire. I would love old to see Dash Rendar. I would love school. to see Dash Rendar. Loved those games. Uh, what about the. Okay, man, those are great. Uh, what do you, are your thoughts on the upheaval online that Merrick wasn't Starkiller? Would you want to see Starkiller? Not as much as I want to see Cal Kestis. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I want to see Ezra have a flashback with Kanan. I want to see young Ezra and a Kanan also. Since we've gotten everybody else live action. Mm-hmm. Want him too. Anyway, uh, I didn't realize there was upheaval about that. I thought it was a good theory. This is a great theory. It was, but... yeah. Especially since basically the apparently same name, it of. was the same actor, wasn't it? I think he just voiced him. Like, I think he did like a voice. Like, even if it was Sam Witwer who did it, like, and like, like I'm on the IMDb right now and I'm not seeing Sam Witwer. Oh, so anywhere. maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't. Unless that was just like a, you know, like a thing started somewhere online. Like it could have easily been like Sam Witwer was seen within driving distance of where they were filming. Sure, <laughs> you know it can be something like that these days. Um, those are great, absolutely great requests. I, I agree with a lot of them. Uh, I, like you, I am not telling Dave Filoni what he should do. Some things that I think would be really cool, even if they're for just a few minutes, is I would love to see. A moment with all three of the legacy characters together. Yeah. The moment that we didn't get in any of the sequel movies. I agree. If it's a flashback with a bunch of CG, uh, you know, I know some people are iffy about it. You know, it could look bad. It could look good. Uh, There were times where Anakin, you could tell he was really CG'd and DH. There were times it looked great. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love that because that is all I wanted from most of the sets. All I really asked for in the sequel movies 
yeah. like personally was. A, uh, the two things that I personally asked for in these sequel movies that came out was a, a moment with the three of them all together. I didn't care if it was in the cockpit of the Falcon. I didn't care if it was a flashback. I didn't care. Just wanted to see them all three together again. And I wanted uh, the Luke Skywalker that I read about in legend stuff, like the yeah. Luke Skywalker that manipulated the black hole. I yeah. wanted that Luke Skywalker and we didn't get him. And I think that for all some of the good things that the sequels had, sure. I think those two things are what drove my, because those were the two, only two. You know, I, like thousands of others, were like, that's all I wanted. Why couldn't you get, you know, I was pouting, basically. Um, and I would love to see a moment through the force of Hayden's Anakin talking to Luke. Yeah. Like an actual Anakin to Luke conversation. Or Obi-Wan talked to Ahsoka through the force. Or, you know, just some more of that, just, just. A moment, you know, and I know that Anakin was her master, but you know, just more of those little moments of of not really flashbacks, but teases of what we had. I wonder if we won't get maybe some of that with whatever happens with Ahsoka. If we see more of her on this planet, like we saw Anakin watching her, and he sort of had this sad smile. Which scares mm. me into like, well, this is Ahsoka's fate. She's going to stay here and hold the evilness at bay, which is not going to be a good ending for her. Um, maybe other of the Force Spirit teachers will will show up and have yeah. something to say. Obi Wan uh, is his ghost right now. Yoda, Kanan. we've seen. Maybe Kanan will show up. Yeah, good point. And I'm still not entirely clear on how the whole. Some Jedi know how to come back as a Force ghost. Some don't. What happens to the ones that don't? Qui-Gon had apparently figured it out. And he, he taught, even taught Yoda. He's teaching Obi-Wan. He taught Yoda. Um, somehow Anakin learned it moments before he died. And, and by God, I want to see after an old being man redeemed. Mace Windu still alive. I want to see Mace Windu. Yes. 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 I want to see Mace Windu. Yes, 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 yes. There's that untold, that, that left out story that still needs to be shown. Well, I mean, I guess we're not getting another book of Boba Fett. I guess not. Um, but that would have been a great time for that. And I was really hoping we'd get to see Alpha, who is Boba Fett's Ooh, sister, yeah. basically. Basically, yeah. I was really hoping we'd get a live action alpha grown up. Well, with the shutdown of the animation department and the the threat that Bad Batch might not return animated, there's still so much that they have, you know, the ability to do that. Like they're like, okay, well, we're shutting down the animated department, but that doesn't mean that the shows are done. Now oh. Bad Batch is gonna be, you know, what if? What if that's what they're doing? I'm not saying that's what they're doing. Well, I didn't see it, but I heard that uh, the last season of Bad Batch ended on sort of a cliffhanger, mm -hmm. sort of unresolved, like what we're dealing with right now with uh, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. So I the hope thing they can is, 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 is I trust Filoni so much, so much, that his cliffhangers are very purposeful. Yeah. Very. 
very purposeful. Yeah, because he it, is a fan of, of the I, franchise. I, I really hated that. And you had made the comment like, oh, I wonder who's who's going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, hopefully nobody. <laughs> I was worried that it was going to happen. I was thinking the same thing. Well, because like I really it, didn't. The way I imagine you're thinking is like, look, we could end this thing with Ron getting away. And yes, the threat's still there. We could get a season two, a season three, blah, 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 movies. But as long as they're all together, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, yes, we got Thrawn escaped. Oh, and they're separated again. (laughs) Right. But it's like I tell my school kids all the time if you don't have conflict you don't have a story you gotta mm-hmm. have those things that give you that feeling in your stomach like oh this is unresolved and i need to know what happens <laughs> i feel oh, nauseous you know, i hate this it's like a thorn stuck in your finger and you can't quite get it out but when you do get it out it feels that much better when you get that relief so whatever this payoff is whenever we get it hopefully we'll all live to see it i'm sure it'll be worth it the evil being held at bay on this planet is Darth Jar Jar. Lord, don't even <laughs> put that evil out. Don't there. even put that evil out there. Uh, any final thoughts on Ahsoka? What were some of your favorite uh, performances or moments? Favorite moments, other than um, Ezra getting the Kanan lightsaber emitter and all the great fighting, and obviously the Clone Wars flashback, seeing Rex and and Anakin in the, what, two episodes ago? Maybe it was the last week's episode when Ahsoka was like, oh, tell me that story, Hu Yang. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away hit me in the freaking heart like nothing ever has in Star Wars. Because growing up as kids, my fairy tales were Star Wars. Yeah. And that's how those fairy tales started. Every time I popped that VHS in the player a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And here I am as a 30-something-year-old man still invested in those stories. And that story in the story Mm. starts that same way. That was special. And I never thought that that was something that I needed to hear within the concept of the story in the confines of that world. You Um, didn't know you needed them to hear a character in Star Wars say the words. I I didn't know that I would ever want that to happen. Like if you had said, oh, yeah, someone's going to say that I would have been like, oh, that's lame. That's not going to work. That's dumb. But it was. And and the perfect character. Yes, it was so satisfying. So that right there was worth watching probably the whole series. It was fantastic. Was when he Me that, and Madison he were both like <gasps> he sucked. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um that was genius. That was one of those times where I could have kissed Dave Filoni. Like there are a lot of times. Right, right on the mouth. Close like, mouth. Take your hat off, cowboy. I'm gonna lay one on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do this like the movies, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and dip Dave Filoni as the sun's setting, <laughs> and his his little foot would pop and everything. Yes, that Dave was for Hu Yang's live line. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> um, I would agree on a lot of those. Um, and, and I would have to say that probably one of my top favorite uh, moments of this series was was Ray Stevenson's performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt safe for Shin. Like, you know, on the opposite side. He might not have been a good guy. Quote, unquote, good guy. Um, no longer a Jedi, but he's not a Sith. Mm-mm. Not a Sith. He doesn't deal in absolute. Um, but I felt safe for Shin with him as her master. If that makes sense. Sure. I loved his performances. I loved the the moment you talked about earlier where the two of them were just switching poses because if you listen to our god season one one of our last episodes of season one of 30 and nerdy we did a cross our first crossover with uh ocho duro parley hour and we talked about the biggest meanest fighters of the galaxy far far away sure and we hinted at the different uh forms forms yeah there's seven or eight different forms and the fact that ahsoka and Balin both were bouncing back between forms because typically not all Jedi or Sith were versed in multiple forms. Mm-mm. Typically it was you, you found your one that worked comfortable yeah. and you didn't really learn all the others, but the fact that Ahsoka and Balin were bouncing back and forth because they couldn't one up each other. Mm-hmm. And when she said like, even later on in the finale, he says, you can't beat me. And she's like, maybe I don't have to. Because like they 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 were so evenly matched and it showed that whole like these two are good at what they do. Well, and also that with Ahsoka, like winning the fight isn't always mm-hmm. the best way. Like, and that's kind of what she was trying to tell Sabine. Like, it's not always it's not about just like having a lightsaber and mm. you know being a a great fighter there's so mm. much more to it than that and so showing like those ways of her ending battles without having to kill somebody that's that's important to well and story. even he said early on he said it would be a shame to kill her i don't want to yeah, kill her that's true he did like he doesn't want to kill ahsoka he doesn't want to kill sabine he doesn't want to really kill any of them because uh, that's not really he doesn't he's not a sith he doesn't deal in absolute it's not dead or win it's not win or lose he just Um, seems like he just believes in the force like he just is wanting to understand all aspects of the force and he's he's kind of like Qui-Gon in that in that aspect and a young Dooku too he's like I just want to believe in the aspects of the force like this whole politicalness of it Mm -hmm. good and bad like that doesn't exist that's the mirage that's the illusion we're gonna always talked about the will of the living force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no matter what we have comes our way, no matter what happens, a part of it will suck for me because Ray Stevenson's gone. Yeah, uh, because of those performances. Um, and my other favorite moment uh, was probably hearing at the end of that episode, "Hey, Snips." Yeah, just I was, oh, he called her Snips. That's fantastic. Uh, and I and I also kind of want a scene with uh, Hu Yang and and three PO together. 
Yeah. Why not? I'd like a scene with Hu Yang and 3PO together. But think about all of the knowledge that Hu Yang does have. I mean, he's a droid. He doesn't forget. And he's been around, been around for, for thousands. When of Yoda years. was young. Yes. Like I, I helped Master Yoda build his There's lightsaber. There's so much that he probably knows. So mm-hmm. I hope we see more of him. He always had such wise things to say. And that is always the type of character that I'm going to like. Absolutely. Well, those are our favorites. What were your thoughts, nerds and nerdettes? Did you enjoy the show? What were your favorite characters, your favorite moments? Let us know. 30nerdypod at gmail.com. Don't forget uh, to check out legendstudios.net or 30nerdypodcast.com. For right now, it'll lead you to the same site. Uh, And subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, and, And reach out to us. We want to talk to you about Ahsoka and all the other things going on in the the nerd culture world uh because there's a lot of content uh the next time we talk i'm sure we'll hint a little bit about uh loki since it's dropped uh i think they're dropping the first two i believe tomorrow I as had, we record i'd heard something like that yes yes and uh i gotta say uh, i can't believe i'm saying this um watch the show before you judge it because I know that there are people who have already watched the show or a couple episodes because that's part of their job. Oh, yeah, IGN. Yes. Yeah. Um, watch the show yourself. Just just watch it yourself. It might not be as good as season one. I don't think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be different than season one. There's no way that I'm not watching it. There is nothing anybody can say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There's nothing anybody can say that's going to keep me from watching it. Agreed. Um, but agreed. It is unfortunate that uh, the word already is out there that it's not, not, good or it's not anything to write home about. Good. But we um, shall see. We shall see, and you shall hear about here. But uh, uh, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we we uh, can't wait to have you back. We are nearing the end of season five. Uh, over the next few episodes, we are going to be doing some fun things like. Uh, we're going to be doing an episode with our friends at Johnny has the keys podcast, uh, talking about the movie. They live. I'm here to podcast and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. If you don't know that quote or that title, it is a classic cult classic movie uh, in the sci-fi world starring one rowdy, rowdy Piper uh, about aliens. And one of the longest fist fight sequences, I think, in any movie ever yes um so we're going to be talking about that with them uh, in a couple weeks we're very excited about that uh we're we've still got our big season five finale around the corner that uh josh is very excited about the redemption question mark of batman and robin uh yeah yeah so we've got we've still got a little bit of gas in the tank for season five before we officially are under the legend studios banner um and we were very excited to uh, to be a part of that. So we hope mm-hmm. that you continue to tune in, uh, support the other two shows that we are uh, part of under the, in the with Legend Studios between Two Barrels Podcast uh, and the Cocky Top Podcast. Uh, if you're not a sports fan, you're not going to like the Cocky Top Podcast. So I'll go ahead and tell you that. Um, but the Between Two Barrels Podcast is really good. It's uh, it's not just about the business of the distillery. Uh, 
we highlight legends throughout the state of Tennessee, whether they were born in Tennessee or their legends were made in Tennessee, uh, like Peyton Manning, uh, or legends like David Crockett. Uh, we've talked about Aretha Franklin, born in Memphis, made in Detroit. Um, we also have a, an episode about the Tennessee Wildman for you Sasquatch enthusiasts. And uh, some other cool things, too. So, and more on the way. Our most recent episode, if you're in the October mood, was an interview with a paranormal investigator uh, from the area. So, his name is Mike Howard. Uh, you, longtime 30 and 30 <laughs> podcast fans, might know him as DJ Mike Howie. Yeah, he used throwback. to do our big intro. Uh, but that's a good episode. So, go check out Between Two Barrels podcasts and uh, subscribe to legendstudios.net. Follow us on wherever you, you get your podcast. Follow us wherever you have social media. We're all over the place. That about wraps it up for us. Have a great week, Juice. Have a good week, my friend. Same to you and to all of you out there as well. Take care. Much love to everybody. Take care of yourself. Take care of everyone else. Be kind. And as always, cheers to you. were two dudes who met back in college nobody loved pop culture more so they started a podcast to talk all about it and 30 and nerdy was born oh 30 and nerdy was born you might hear them chat about shows like the witcher or movies like lord of the rings and if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel, while Tyler goes more for DC. Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all, nerd up or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds Join us and cheers to ya nerds